Hello and welcome to another episode of 100% Real with Steph. This is your girl Stephanie and thank you so much for tuning in today. As always, I hope you're doing amazing. And I was actually just reviewing some analytics uh, before I started recording and I see that I have listeners from all over the world. So I just want to give a big shout out and thank you and a hello to all my listeners and I see uh, listeners from from Malaysia, Japan, from Germany, India, Singapore, New Zealand. I Wow, I'm just amazed and I'm truly, truly uh, honored that you guys are tuning in to this podcast. Um, so I feel like Miss Worldwide, you know. Uh, so thank you so much. And I also want to say hello to any new listeners who are tuning in. Um, I'm so happy that you're here and I hope this podcast uh, resonates with you. And I hope that these uh, topics that I talk about in my podcast, um, I hope that, you know, not only that they resonate, but that they spark a conversation with with you and your families or friends or, you know, your colleagues. So, yeah. So thank you so much. And yes, so for today's topic, I am actually going to talk about um, Hispanic Heritage Month and also about being Latina and breaking generational trauma and I think um, I think something that's not being or something that has not been talked about enough in the past is about Latinos going to therapy and you know breaking the generational trauma um, I feel like now I feel like we as Latinos are starting to you know, go to therapy and just recognize our generational cycles and how to improve um, and break generational trauma. So I think that is something that's been very important to me. And earlier this year, I did an episode about the movie Encanto and generational trauma. Um, If you haven't seen Encanto, it's a very beautiful movie and it's also a beautiful message as well. Um, about uh, breaking generational trauma and um, I I'm still having I'm still trying to have my parents watch the movie um, so hopefully we'll get around to watching it and um, hopefully we can like spark a conversation about the movie and I think with um, Encanto it, it not just only like hit the spot for a lot of as Latinos, but I, I think for people, people of color, minorities, um, and um, it is a very beautifully well-written story. Um, and so if you guys haven't seen Encanto, please, please watch it, check it out, um, and listen to the episode of Encanto and Generational Trauma. Um, I believe that's season two, episode one. And if you've seen it, awesome, you know, feel free to listen to that episode. Um, So yeah, so for today's topic, I'll be talking about that, about breaking generational trauma and us Latinos going to therapy. And yeah, so stay tuned. 
Hello and welcome back to 100% Real with Steph. So Latinos and breaking generational trauma and going to therapy. So actually I started therapy again um, last year and I was going through a career transition in my life and I thought I was going therapy going to therapy for you know mostly you know my career transition and you know that that's part of it but I didn't realize that going to therapy was going to be bringing up a lot of things in my life and that is including uh, generational trauma and you know I can say as a Latina going to therapy or you know about our mental health you know we're raised in a culture where um you know, when it comes to our mental health, it's, it's really not much talked about and it's kind of, it has become taboo, but I feel like now recently we are being more open about our mental health and, you know, with the, you know, our mental health, you know, in the Latino community, there are people, you know, I think when it comes to talking about our feelings, um, you know, I've been told, like, you know, just pray about it, you know, because in the Latino community, um, it's primarily um, Catholic, um, not just Catholic, but other um, religious beliefs. Um, and so it was either, you know, to pray about it, you know, that my depression or anxiety will go away, or I need to get closer to God, you know, in order to, you know, release my depression um or you know the the saying you know no llores you know don't cry um you know and I feel like in in the Latino community we're not allowed to express our emotions or we can't cry um and so um what's really interesting um the other day I was actually getting my hair done at the salon and um the the lady she had the salon owner she had a tv and she put it on netflix and she put on the show one day at a time and if you haven't seen the show it's really funny um excuse me rita moreno is in the show um and so basically the show is about a cuban family living in echo park and I think it's a remake from an 80s show. I could be wrong. But anyways, um, and it's just basically, you know, the show pretty much highlights also the struggles that us Latinos go through. Um, And in one of the episodes, uh, one of the characters, Penelope, who is the mom, kind of has like, there's like this incident altercation that happens between her and the neighbor and then afterwards um after that incident um she becomes very depressed and she's you know she's depressed the rest of the evening and then the next day she she doesn't go to work and um her mom Rita Moreno's character goes in and she's all like, you know, oh, you're not going to work today. And, 
um, Penelope's like, no, I'm not feeling well. And so the mom, you know, the grandma, uh, thinks that, you know, Penelope is physically sick. And so the, the mom would make, the grandma would make, you know, um, like chicken soup or, you know, like open up the blinds or, you know, put like, get the vapor, vapor rub, you know, um, to, you know, help make the sickness go away. But really the sickness, it was, it was really about mental health. And I think it really, just watching that episode really got to me, not only how it was beautifully portrayed, but just the acting, like I just related it to so much as someone who, uh, you know, has, uh, depression and anxiety and you know the salon owner and I we started having a conversation about us Latinas or not Latinas but Latinos us going to therapy and mental health and um you know the salon owner did mention to me that she just recently you know she's going through changes in life and you know started therapy and um you know she was also sharing with me how you know, growing up, you know, she, you know, she didn't go to school or like, not, not that she didn't go to school, like she didn't go to college or like just growing up, like her parents weren't there for her, you know, during, you know, like little like award ceremonies during elementary school. And she did share with me that, you know, for her kindergarten graduation, her parents weren't there. So the salon owner, she has a daughter who just this past summer had her kindergarten graduation and she went and, um, and she got very emotional, um, you know, just seeing her daughter, you know, go through the kindergarten graduation, but it also brought up, you know, she did mention to me that I brought up memories of when she had her kindergarten graduation, but her parents weren't there. And so, you know, she did mention to me that some parents were like looking at her like, what's wrong? You know, but it's, it's something that it's not really talked about enough in our community of how a lot of our parents or guardians weren't really there for us when it comes to like moments like, you know, the kindergarten graduation or just like moments in our, you know, childhood or teenage years because the parents had to work. And, you know, the salon owner did share with me that, you know, like she, she never wants to miss out on any of her child's events and that she, you know, wants to be there for every like moment. And it just brought up a memory, um, for me, you know, like my kindergarten graduation, like I, I remember it, you know, here and there, but I do remember, you know, my aunt was there. Um, and, you know, my two little cousins who were like babies at the time and, um, and also my dad, he showed up, I mean, he showed up late, but he, he went, but my mom couldn't go, um, because she had to work. Um, and it just kind of reminds me of like how I, I have a younger brother and I mean, there's this huge age gap. So he's like 17 and I'm, I'm 31, but. I remember, you know, taking him to kindergarten and, you know, being there for him for his activities or being there for him, you know, like his kindergarten, kindergarten graduation because my mom couldn't because she had to work 
and you know same with my dad so you know it just like brings up that memory of how you know like oh yeah a lot of you know as Latinos our parents I'm not going to say you know not all parents but you know some of our parents weren't there for us and you know just you know it really does affect us you know you, you may not think about it you know or you may not think that you know not going to a child's graduation or being there for your child in a specific moment in life like how much it affects that child like later in life and I I don't have children but I know like one day when I do have children I definitely want to be there for my children every step of the way you know for every moment and you know as Latinos you know we our our parents our grandparents have made a lot of sacrifices you know like my grandparents they weren't always there for you know my aunts and uncles and my mom you know and um, because they had to work um so I I think you know that there is also a that generational trauma too because I was actually thinking about about it the other day um so my grandparents celebrated their 60th anniversary about a month ago and we we threw them a surprise party and it was it was really fun it was really cool um but my brother uh, one of my brothers is a photographer and he was just capturing moments about you know during the event and um it kind of just brought back how my grandfather, um, he didn't really have a family growing up. I mean, he was pretty much, uh, an orphan, um, in a sense. I mean, he had his mom, but she wasn't really around and he had a, a lot of half siblings and it, it just, you know, he, he didn't really have a family dynamic. And so, you know, he, you know, grew up, he got a career, you know, to be better. And, you know, obviously when my grandparents came to this country, they didn't really have much. Um, and they moved to a one bedroom apartment in downtown LA um, with five kids at the time. Um, and my mom was, uh, born in LA, so I'm, I'm second generation, but, you know, there, there were struggles and there were sacrifices that they had to make. And there were moments that they had to miss out in their children's lives. And, you know, I, I think with therapy, I'm, I'm, I'm learning so much about generational trauma and get knowing what the generational trauma is in both sides of the family, but, you know, for my mom's, for example, um, like, there's a huge emphasis on career and education, and I've gone to, you know, family gatherings, and um, I think the first thing that is, not, not the first thing that is asked, but usually what is asked is, like, what are you doing? You know, are you going to school? You know, and, um, I think, like I said, this career and education has been a huge, you know, emphasis and it, 
I think my whole life I was always like, oh yeah, I got to go to college or yeah, I got to have a great career. But, um, you know, I, I will say that at times, you know, my family, I'm not going to say all family members, but there are some family members where they don't ask like, oh, how are you? Are you doing okay? You know, it, it's just, you know, I think that trauma comes from, you know, my grandpa, my grandparents working very hard and they just emphasize on their kids like, oh, like you really need to go to school and you really need to make a career. Um, and the thing is, my mom didn't go to college. Um, not that she didn't want to, she couldn't because she had to support the family, my grandparents. And my mom got married young. And, um, you know, I just feel like, you know, now that I'm 31, you know, I, I'm not married or I don't have any kids. I'm, you know, not dating anyone. But, you know, I think my grandma always makes, uh, you know, this point, you know, mostly our co- the first thing she asked me, like, are you dating anyone? You know, and she'll just say like, oh, well, I was married at your age already. I already had six kids and blah, 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 you know. Um, and recently um, she sent me a card and then um, in, there's a part in the card where she talks about how like, oh, I hope you meet someone that has a career and that has like a great job, you know, and I think, you know, when it comes to dating, like, yeah, that's great. You know, that's, I mean, that's part of it. Right. But, you know, I also want someone who is going to be kind, who's going to be respectful, who's going to love me for me, you know, and I think, you know, with my grandparents also, they just made a a huge, huge emphasis on like, you have to date someone that has a career and that they're educated. Um, So at times it, you know, I think that's, like I said, there's that trauma, that generational trauma that my grandparents might've had, not that they might've, that they've had, that they passed on down to, you know, their children and that now it's passed down to us. So, I think, you know, another perfect example would be Encanto. Like, if you've seen Encanto, you, it just beautifully highlights generational trauma in Latino families or, you know, families of color um, and families of, you know, immigrant families, like the struggles that we've gone through and the sacrifices that we've had to make and the generational trauma that affects us, you know, to this day. And I think, you know, when it comes to us Latinos going to therapy, you know, one, definitely, you know, we have to take care of our mental health. We have to, um, we have to prioritize ourselves. We have to, you know, take care of our mental health. Like we take care of our physical health. And, you know, there's, I think as Latinos that, you know, there is no shame in expressing our emotions or it's okay to cry, you know, um, but also like, you know, as Latinos, we, we have to work on our generational trauma. And I know like, 
if I ever get married or have a family someday, it's the generational trauma that I'm working on it right now in order to, you know, when I have a family someday that now I create my new, um, a new generation of healing. And I think that's so important to me. And I think that something that us Latinos you know, should work on. And I know every person's going to be different. Every family's going to be different. And, you know, I think when it comes to, you know, healing and generational trauma and our mental health, you know, it's, it's all interwined. <laughs> it really is. Now that I like think about it. Um, and I think, that when it comes to like going to therapy, um, I think there's nothing to be ashamed of. I think you, you know, going to therapy is the first step in healing yourself, um, healing your family dynamic. Um, and I think what has really helped me, you know, with therapy, I have a great therapist, um, and, you know, I've, I will say I've gone to therapy in the past, you know, when I was in my late teens, early 20s. And I think my previous therapist, you know, would ask me, like, how do you feel? You know, and I'm all like, well, I feel sad. That's why I'm in therapy. Or like, you know, they would ask me about a situation and they would be like, so how did that make you feel? Well, I'm obviously depressed, you know, because of it. Um but I think the therapist really challenges me to really reflect and think because there are times where, you know, in therapy, my therapist has mentioned things or really challenged me to, to see things in a different way. And I would obviously, you know, be dismissive, dismissive in the beginning. I'd be like, Oh no, like, what do you mean? You know? Um, but I think, you know, I've gotten to the place where I, you know, really sat down and reflect on a lot of things and, um, you know, I think, you know, if, you know, going to therapy, like I said, it's the first step, you know, whether it's for you or your family. Um, and also, I mean, for therapy, I use better help, which is great, um, I highly recommend it. It's a it's an online you know platform, and um, you can have therapy sessions you know online on your phone on the computer, um, right in the comfort of your own home. Um, and by the way, I'm not sponsoring BetterHelp, um, but you know I I think it's a, a great tool, and you um, can choose the therapist that you feel comfortable with. And, you know, if you don't feel comfortable with that specific therapist, you can change therapists. Um, it is, I, if you have health insurance, um, it is covered. Um, and if you don't, there are, if you don't have health insurance, there's, um, payment plans, um, which is very helpful. And I highly recommend it. Um, because as for me, you know, I was unsure about going to therapy again because of my previous experience and I would have this mindset, like, why am I going to pay 
like someone to listen to all my problems, you know, but I think there are therapists out there that really do listen to you and really also challenge you as well to shift your your thinking, but also to really reflect on a lot of things. And, you know, for me, when I started therapy, I thought it was just going to be like, oh, it's just a career thing that I need help with. It wasn't really, <clears throat> I didn't really think I was going to, you know, didn't really, didn't really think that generational trauma was going to be brought up in the family. But I think the reason, you know, why career was part of it is because it was such a huge emphasis and generational trauma in my family <clears throat> when it comes to, um, when it came to therapy. So, you know, going back to Latinos and mental health, um, you know, I think it's really important that, you know, one, we take care of ourselves, like our physical health. So, you know, if we're physically sick, we're going to rest, right? We're going to take the, our medicine. We're going to take our broncolin. Uh, we're going to, you know, take our vapor rub. Um, we're going to, you know, eat, so, you know, caldo de pollo or sopita, you know, to feel better, right? So if we can do that for our physical health, why can't we go and talk about our mental health or go to therapy, right? You know, um, that, you know, definitely, you know, as Latinos, you know, if you're feeling sad or if you're feeling like depressed or have anxiety, don't be afraid to take a mental health day. And, you know, when it comes to mental health days, you know, I, I know not everyone has that luxury to take a day off from work, but I think, you know, whether it's like, you know what? If you're having a day, at least like go outside for like five to 10 minutes, take a walk, listen to some soothing, soothing music or relaxing music. Um, that can be part of a mental health day. Um, you know, for me, when it comes to mental health days, um, I mean, I haven't taken one, a recent mental health day, but what I would do, I would take a walk, you know, around the neighborhood because I work from home. Um, or I can, you know, like I would just go, go to Target, you know, go to Target without trying to buy anything, um, you know, just to walk around just to keep my mind off things or, you know, take a walk to the beach or go to my favorite coffee shop. Um, journaling also journaling has been a big help. So, um, I, you know, those are just like some tips that. I hope you find helpful, you know, when it comes to like taking mental health day. So if you can't like take a day off, there are just some things that, you know, little things you can do, um, you know, to keep your mental health health, uh, healthy. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, as a, in the Latino community, we really need to speak about our mental health more. And that we shouldn't be afraid to talk about it. And it shouldn't be taboo. And especially, you know, talking about our me mental health, you know, with the 
older generation. So like, for example, my grandparents, you know, like I know with my grandparents, you know, like my, my grandmother is very, um, very religious, um, very Catholic and, you know, she'll just rely on like, you know what? Oh, I'll just pray, you know, for mental health, my, you know, mental health to improve or, um, or she would tell me, you know, that too. But I think it's also important to, to educate our community as well, uh, especially educating our, you know, the older generation about it. Um, so I think the more we talk about it, you know, the more that you know that you're not alone in this. You definitely, definitely are not. And um, I am going to mention something before I end this episode Um, I just recently started a group coaching program. It's called Courage Driven Latina and the life coach is Erica Cruz. So Erica, if you're listening, hi. Um, So I started this program, I think like two weeks ago and I have been wanting to join this program for a while and finally had the opportunity to do so and in this coaching call I which which is really cool I I mean it's on zoom like once a week for 12 weeks and I meet incredible Latinas um, in the community and you know there are are some uh, Latinas that have opened about you know their mental health or you know, life situations that it makes me think like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm not alone in this. You know, there are people out there like me who are going through something similar. Um, so I think, you know, as Latinas or Latinos in general, like, don't be afraid to be part of a community, you know, whether it's a coaching call, whether it's, you know, a a sports community, whether, you know, it's a community of your interests, um, because it's really, you know, after joining this group coaching program, you know, because before I was like a little, you know, hesitant of joining because I thought like, oh, I don't need help. You know, I, I think I got this, but I think as Latinos, you know, we are, uh, our culture is, you know, to be, you know, hard workers and, but also like in the Latino community, um, community is very important in our culture, whether it's, you know, family or whether, you know, you know, friendships. Um, so don't be afraid to, to join a community. Um, and I think, you know, once you join a community, you will realize that you are not alone in your struggles, you know, and I think that the more we talk about our mental health, um, the more educated and the more informed others will be, um, in our, in our Latino community. So yeah, I think that's it for today's episode. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, 
I think, like I said in the pre earlier in this episode, um, I've been wanting to talk about, um, Latin, you know, this specific topic about Latinos and mental health, going to therapy and breaking generational trauma. And, um, you know, also since we're at the tail end of Hispanic heritage month, you know, it's great that once, you know, one month out of the whole year that we celebrate our culture, but I think we should celebrate our culture every single day and to be proud of our roots and where we come from, you know, whether, you know, you, you came from that country and immigrated here, or if you're like a first generation, second generation, third generation Latino, you know, don't forget where you come from. And I think what's really important for me as a, as a second generation Mexican American is to, um, reconnect with my culture and reconnect with the Latino community because my family has been so assimilated to the American culture. And I think we should, as Latinos, be celebrating all of, you know, our our heritage and our differences as well, um, and embrace it. And I hope that, you know, as Latinos, that we continue to talk about our mental health and breaking generational trauma and that, you know, that we grow stronger together. So, yeah, so that's it for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode. Um, Please feel free to uh, DM me at my Instagram at 100realwithstuff. Feel free to send me a message or you know, feel free to review this podcast. Um, I would love to hear your feedback. So if you would like to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, I would love to know, you know, how I'm doing or like what I need to improve on um, to provide you great quality uh, content. So yeah, so that is it for today. Thank you so much. Stay awesome and yeah have a good one bye